Did you guys know? I was talking with my girlfriend. She taught me, apparently, people used to take powdered mummy as medicine. What? Of course, Cam knew this. I didn't know this, though. Like, they would actually... they So, back in the day, in ancient Egypt, they did not just mummify royalty. They mummified everybody. So, there were a ton of mummies all throughout Egypt. And during, like, the 1920s, you could actually go into a drugstore and buy powdered mummy, which Oof. is just like they found a mummy corpse and pulverized it into dust. What was it and, supposed to do for you? Well, they thought it was like good for like immortality because heart bad, get good. Uh. Liver bad, get good. <laughs> Penis no work. Penis work now. Uh, you got it. It cures it. It's a cure all, baby. They used to mummify kitties, didn't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, it pretty much if you could afford it, you're going to mummify. Why is that sad, Rylan? Don't make a sad face. I'm sorry. I, I'm okay consuming a mummified human person, but a mummified cat? No, that's too sad. People do act like cannibalism is so bad, but like... It is. That's <laughs> a reason. There's a reason. Why? Why? Would you guys eat a gorilla? Would you eat a gorilla? No, that would no. make me too sad. No. <laughs> that would make me really sad, too. <laughs> what is going on? So this is going to be pretty challenging. Okay, let's get you ready for your wedding. Up and up. My job to give 100%. <laughs> it's important for us to pause for a moment. Okay. Life Pile. This is Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that invented biology. I'm lifestylist and lifestyle expert Camden Johnson. It's my birthday, Dylan Bergasa. Be the anchor of your mom's life. It's Ryland. My mom is a ship setting sail for the new world, and I'm going to do everything I can to stop her. The world is flat. You're going to fall off, mommy. I'm going to save you. Life Pile Podcast <laughs> is the podcast for people who don't let facts get in between them and the lifestyle section. Every week, we give you lifestyle tips, and then we review the hottest lifestyles to live. I've got a tip, and it comes hand in hand with an anti-tip. A tip to stop. Stop tip. A stip. Hmm. Here's my stip. Hmm. Stop doing this tip. <laughs> Don't use contest clues. That's the stip. Here's the tip. Contest clues. Don't use contest clues. <laughs> no, context clues. Okay? That's the stip. Here's the tip. Look the word up. Okay? When we were kids, they told us, you don't need to look up a word. Just use the context clues. What do you think it means? Mm. Don't. You're always fucking wrong. Well, you are always completely wrong. What's the story here? What happened to you? So, I used to get called weird a lot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I used the context clues, and that sounded really <laughs> bad that I was getting called weird. Okay. And then, just a few days ago, it occurred to me, hey, one I stip using context clues and tip look the word up so i typed in to my phone device define weird adjective suggesting something supernatural uncanny uh yeah dog i am weird i'm weird as hell best watch yourself that's this podcast all we ever do is suggest something supernatural or uncanny yeah your good looks are supernatural and uncanny Ryland's many psychoses are supernatural and uncanny. Mm-hmm. My mystic powers are supernatural and uncanny. Sure. And I was getting so upset as a kid, I should have just looked the word up. Because honestly, that's badass. Stip using context clues, okay? Tip, look up the word. Cam, are you are you pushing us to do live it or leave it and stip it or tip it? <laughs> I want you to stip me or stip tip me, tip baby. It. I'm feeling titillated for some stips and tips. <laughs> but, but Cam, I was just gonna assume that I knew what stip meant through context clues, but then I was like, oh, you know, I actually don't know what that means. I'm just gonna guess, but no, no, no. So I Googled it. And it is the Statewide Transportation Improvement Program. Okay, so yeah, let's Statewide Transportation Improvement Program this. <laughs> okay, well, that is a homonym, Ryland. And please don't use context clues. Stip, 
using context clues to look up what a homonym is and instead google define hymen for me and find out what a homonym is all right you know i know cam's cool and he's hot and he's fresh so i decided to go to urban dictionary to make sure that i really knew Please. what stip meant yes <laughs> stip adjective question mark (laughs) then it says it's an exclamatory word used when something surprising exciting unexpected (laughs) joyful frightening awesome enlightening happens i got into harvard oh stip what (laughs) yeah all right well obviously that's out of date information because after this episode drops lifepile army is gonna correct the definition to the correct definition which is a tip to stop doing something how about to have sex with a tipsy girl? That's what this Whoa, says. So, right, so ooh. I've got a tip. Uh, my lifestyle tip is for all of you non-straight folk out there listening to this. There might be three who listen to this podcast. There's uh, often a worry sometimes that we're not able to identify one another in the wild. Gaydar is a word that gets thrown around a lot. It is uh, code for stereotyping and it is not effective because non-straight people come in a variety of flavors colors fits and models you got sport you got sport utility you got coupe convertible there's a hundred ways to color a handkerchief so i as the old saying goes found a foolproof way last night I went to a bar and was ordering my whiskey soda and this guy kind of nudged me and was like hey I like your shirt. And I looked down and I realized I did leave the house wearing a shirt that says I'm gay in black letters uh, just on the chest. And I was like, oh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, maybe sometimes that could get dicey and tricky depending on what state in our great union you're uh, moving around in. But uh, once you've reached your desired location, you should just wear a shirt that says I am looking for the at all times. Wait. Yeah. Let's broaden this. All right. Straights. Come back in. (laughs) Hey, hey, what's up here? You should. Hey, hey, welcome back. Go leave the house. What should. Uh, okay, we all take screen printing classes. <laughs> okay, you have right. that ready kind of like by your door where you keep your shoes and your coats and stuff. And as you're leaving the house, you know, the uninspected life is not worth living. Inspect your life before you walk out the door and say, what is it that I want from this day? Then go over to your screen printer, run that new fresh white cotton Hanes t-shirt underneath it and just chart out all your requests for the day. I'm hungry. I'm looking for free money. I'm looking for love, support, acceptance, and affirmation. I'm gay. I'm ready to party. (laughs) And he's put that right on there. And then throughout the day, people can just kind of go down your list and be like, oh, uh, I got some extra fries. Do you want the rest of these waffle fries? You're hungry? Okay, cool. You could just take that off the list. Oh, you're gay. Okay, well, let's uh, jump on in. So, okay, so now now my tip is screen printing. (laughs) Try it. (laughs) So, Dylan, I think the next tip you're about to say is that your tip is for yourself and you're going to create a dating app that rather than having profiles where you match with other profiles online, you have a profile that is your likes and interests and then on a monthly subscription dylan's dating app ships you a t-shirt that states in black letters the thing you want Ooh, yeah and speaking of t-shirt based dating apps have y'all heard of that app where they send you a shirt and you wear it for three days without showering and then you send the shirt back to the company they snip it up into little swatches and they send it to people and you receive a bunch of swatches from other people and you smell them all. And the one that you're most inclined towards, you go on a date with. And it is oh. actually confirmed to be a pretty surefire way of using, I guess, pheromones as a means of identifying wow. a potential mate. And I mean, even more than pheromones, let the stank decide, because there are a lot of beautiful people that once I get within a nose distance from, I'm like, mm, my vision of you is altered forever. Mm-hmm. I can never look at you the same way again. That is not at all where I thought that was going. Just curious, Ryland, where did you <laughs> think that was going? Well, uh, my girlfriend was telling me uh, the other day how uh, she knew this guy that worked at Taco Bell, and he got a Taco Bell belt, aka a Taco Belt. 
Uh, <laughs> I know, pretty clever, right? <laughs> and she like always really wanted it, and she planned on stealing it from him, but then she forgot, and like it just never wound up working out. Okay. Her crime. Yeah, her crime. I mean, it was going to be a fun stealing. It was you fun know? crime. Kids just having crime for fun. <laughs> Where is this going? <laughs> and so, and so, we went on eBay to look up taco belts see if they have them on ebay and sure enough they do and then we just went down an ebay hole and we wanted to look up used panties well see why, <laughs> why that's, a that? thing. Express that's a thing why, I but love... express why you and your girlfriend wanted to do that uh <laughs> did maybe one of you say hey let's look up used panties and that person was maybe you no 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 it was both of them <laughs> look at his face they both need it for some reason. i love your love Hey, uh, no, we just, okay, one of our favorite things is to think about our search history and how anybody looking at our search history will be like, what the fuck happened there? So we were thinking, okay, go on Taco Belts, look for Taco Belts. Okay, now look for used panties. Now go back to looking for Taco Belts. (laughs) (laughs) What what does this have to do with my initial dating app? There are people who like review used panty salespeople and they're like, yeah, this girl, she wore these panties for three days without showering and she ate all nothing but beef in that whole time. And so these panties are exactly how I want them to smell. Just like your strips of shirt. So there you no, go. not just like yeah. this is bad and not good. <laughs> no, we really thought your shirt was heading for a Japanese vending machine, Dylan. That's what we thought it was going. Okay, so uh, can we? Is, is there anything else we could talk about? Maybe another thing that's not this and anything else, perhaps. <laughs> okay, here I've got a lifestyle tip for y'all. So in the past week, this certain sound clip got really popular, oh. and I thought, as lifestyle experts, we would put an end to it. Okay, and so I'm going to send you guys a copy of the sound clip real quick uh, so you guys have it and you can listen to it. Get a fresh, fresh pair of ears on it. We've never been this topical. I know. I know. So usually we're classical. Have you already heard this? Because I've already heard it. Let's just listen to the clip and then we'll both we'll we'll all say what it officially is. I hate Ryland a lot. <laughs> Let me hear that one more time. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm, mm. Mm. All right. And just one more time. Let's just be clear. I, okay. It's such a controversial thing. Like It is. Everybody's uh, always hearing something different. Because so. I know I always hear kitty. But some mm. people, they say they hear puppy. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? I hear Rihanna every time. <laughs> Rihanna saying Rihanna. <laughs> My name is Rihanna. Play it again. Play it again. Let me hear if I can hear the Rihanna. You know, when you go into it knowing that someone else is hearing. My name is Rihanna. <laughs> right. Then I under- it makes sense to me suddenly. But then but- I can't hear Kitty anymore. Hmm. Right. If you do like focus on the highest frequencies... You can totally hear the the glass of milk being dinged, you know, full glass of milk and dinged on. Dinged on. Uh, Let me hear that. So, Let me hear that one time. Let me yeah, hear the just glass focus of milk. on that. <laughs> on the highest frequencies. Yeah. Because that's all all it is, you know. Highest it's just a bunch of different frequencies. Yeah. Okay, let me, I'm going to isolate the high frequencies. And I'm listening. Nope. I just hear a command to kill. That's all I hear. <laughs> that's all I can hear in there. Same, same. It's funny, those auditory hallucinations. Mm-hmm. So great tip. Yeah. As experts, we solved it for you guys. We broke that down. You can tell all your friends what the real answer is. Stop the Twitter fights. Stop them. No need to fight anymore. Stop the hate. Let peace fall down. (laughs) You guys, I've got a lifestyle that I'd like to share with you if you wouldn't mind. Is it going to make me cry? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's give this a whirl, you guys. So... We're in Zanesville, Ohio. Population 25,000. It's 5 p.m. The sun's starting to set. It's October 18th, 2011. There's this retired teacher. His name is Sam Kopchak. And he goes out into the field behind his house to check on his horse. And uh, the horse is acting kind of skittish. And he saw his neighbor's horses on the other side of this fence. 
acting skittish as well. And they're kind of circling and they're sticking close to the perimeter of the fence uh, in the field that they're standing in. And he looks closer and he notices that in the middle of the area they're circling, there's just sitting a black bear in the middle of the field, which is not all too uncommon. And it seemed kind of small as far as black bears go. So he walks out to his horse to go lead it to his barn. And then he's just going to place a call and get some folks to take care of the black bear, uh, move it, move it back to a place it belongs. And as he gets closer to his horse, he notices another figure on the other side of the fence and just sitting watching Sam and his horse is a full grown male African lion. What? So quickly, without running, Sam reaches his horse and goes to lead it back to the barn. And when he's almost to the barn, he looks back once and sees that the lion is still sitting in the same place, still watching. Inside the barn, Sam locks the door and goes to the window to watch the bear and the lion from the window. And a moment after he looks out, a wolf appears walking through the field. Then a second bear, much larger than the first. The lion begins pacing back and forth. A lioness appears. Get out! Then an adult Bengal tiger. What? (laughs) And then a cougar. So the animals all belonged to Terry Thompson, the 62-year-old neighbor of Sam Kopchak. On his property, Terry kept 56 exotic animals, most of them large carnivores, including black bears, grizzly bears, cougars, lions, Bengal tigers, white tigers, leopards, horses, chimps, and a few others. That day, Thompson had released all but six of his animals and then shot himself, leaving the town to round up the other 50 animals. Well, why jump to that? Maybe that was a little inheritance he left to say, thank you, town, for all the good times. Here's my gift I share with you. Now you live in Narnia. Actually... Uh, it was because he had gotten out of prison three weeks earlier for having uh, 133 firearms on his property. Well, uh, some of them, some of them not having serial numbers, and one of them being a machine gun. When he got out, he received this anonymous letter from someone saying that his wife Marion had been a baby sleeping with someone else while he was in prison for a year. Well, can you blame her? Oh. <laughs> That's what everyone said. And he was also kind of certain that she was the one who turned him in for his huge like gun arsenal collection. And when he got back to the house, when he was released from prison, she just wasn't there anymore. And they'd kind of been separated for a little while. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, And I hope DJ Khaled is listening like he usually is. Okay, because (laughs) this whole different rules for different roles is some BS. Okay, different roles for different roles, different rules for different roles. Because that's DJ Khaled's thing. He doesn't go to South. He doesn't. He's like a penguin. He never takes a knee. Okay. Yep. He sure don't. He's like Tim Tebow. Which is anyone? What else is he like, Ryland? <laughs> what else is DJ Khaled like? <laughs> Which is fine. Do whatever you like. But don't ask your wife to take a trip to the Southern Pole if you're not going there, too. Yeah. What does this Santa have Claus to do one? with uh, Terry Thompson? If you are going to ask your wife to clean up lion, bear, wolf, cougar panther shit for however long your sentence is she gets to have some strange okay you can't say oh my wife isn't being loyal she's feeding your bears for you while you're in the slammer because you just had to file off some serial numbers okay if she is risking her life every day just to make sure that your lion and lioness don't get uh unhealthy then uh, she gets all the D she wants wherever she got to go for it. Sure, you know? sure, sure, sure. I, I like to imagine because she, the wife, wasn't there when he got home, mm. according to what Dylan said. Is that right, Dylan? Correct, correct. So I, I like to imagine day one that he goes to prison. She's like, oh, okay, bye. I'm leaving. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not being on this fucking wild animal farm. And instead, they hire just a Domino's delivery boy to come around. <laughs> Every day, just throw pizza over the fence oh, <laughs> to God. feed all the animals. Because that would be a great way to feed those animals. Just give them pizza. The old old dude was not the best caretaker, according to folks. He'd been he'd been raided by Zagat. Yelp. 
No, by Zoo Magazine. <laughs> Not no no no. Okay, so here's some more fun <laughs> language stuff. There's some more homonyms with LifePile. There's R A T E D and there's R A I D E D. Raid id. When he went to prison, he was raided by ATF, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. They were the ones who who came in and busted him for his gun charges. And then I think prior to that, like the nearby Columbus, Ohio Zoo sent some folks down to check on the conditions these animals were living in, which you have one exotic animal. It's like impossible to recreate the wild world of the wilderness for them but you (laughs) got 56 and they're all living in ohio there's no way he had like 18 bengal tigers so wild according to friends and his wife he wasn't like i love these animals and i want to give them the best life possible they're all in cages he just liked to have things that other people didn't have and hence the guns thing too yeah is this like Oh, they're going to come and try to take my liberties. Well, little they know, I got 18 Bengal tigers. They're all armed. (laughs) Um, Here's my thing, you guys. In the Constitution, Second Amendment guarantees citizens the right to bear arms, which means you can have as many guns and as many bears as you want. This is America, baby. it, It reads, the right to bear, comma, Arms, comma, comma, whiskey, comma, lions, arms, and whiskey. That's what we get. I don't know his full, his full story, his full background. I don't know what his childhood was like, but I think when you feel the need to have a small militia's worth of weaponry and an army of exotic animals, you're running from something. And uh, they said when they got to his house, it was like garbage strewn everywhere feces from the animals because they had been up in there but i would be much more weirded out if it was perfectly clean in there sure. like when you said it was raided like okay and so they open the door and they have to push aside a stack of beer cans but uh if they they just been immaculately clean then it'd be like, what the fuck was happening scary. here? Right. Well, it all comes back to Marion. I guess he was like relative relatively together before prison but when he got out and found out that she was having an affair his friends were like there were just weeds growing all over the cages that he kept the animals in there are these rows of cages that went up his driveway on his property that is where he kept all the animals they didn't seem to really have like a big nice place to roam and this one detail that was in the police report that I didn't feel was necessary and was just a little bit of like a read on this poor man who was like super distraught was that they, they were like there was a pair of pants on the floor in his bedroom and And instead of a belt, he just had like a piece of twine running through all the belt loops. And they were like, so that's how you know, which is super sad. This is just a so this is just a deeply upsetting little vignette on a really sad. But what I I want to I think you're too negative. This is a love story. This is a story Mm. about love. Where's water for elephants? Where's the love? What does that mean? Also, (laughs) It's that story about those two people that fell in love in a circus. Oh, I didn't see it. And then they both got sat on by an elephant. They died. Is that real? Yeah. No. Go to Blockbuster. I'm sorry, Dylan. You were about to jump the bomb on us. Get this. No, I didn't have a bomb. I was just going to say, what do, you, what do y'all think about exotic pets? Because I'm reading about it. Lots of folks seem to have large cats as pets. Uh, like Tippy Hedren had a lion that she raised in the 70s with her family. And lots of people are doing it, it seems. Where do we I, draw the line? I think exotic pets are guaranteed in the Second Amendment of the Constitution. <laughs> Bears. I believe that it is an American right to have the strangest and most exotic animals you can think of. Hmm. And I have a collection planned out that I soup to get. I'm hoping to get started very soon. Okay. Because I want to have a menagerie of exotic animals except instead of going out there and catching these animals in the wild i want to clone dylan and i'm gonna have a bunch of dylan clones and i'm gonna make them dress up in different exotic costumes so there's like a tiger dylan and there's a flamingo dylan and i just lock them up in all the cages in my estate and i make them dance all night i like frog dylan the most oh he's so slippery (laughs) and those legs (laughs) I could eat him up. Boing. <laughs> I always thought it would be cool to have a flying squirrel. I don't know if that lands in the exotic pet 
think uh, so. Or no, glider. a sugar glider. Is a that a sugar glider? Is that a flying squirrel or Same is that thing. a different thing? Are they? Same thing. Are yeah. they? A sugar glider. I thought sugar gliders were like mice with wings, but I don't know anything. I think sugar glider slash flying squirrels, that's totally an exotic animal and you should not have one. I don't think anybody should have exotic animals. I think like the idea, I was seeing a raccoon in the backseat of a car with the window rolled down and it was like doing that whole dog thing, biting at the wind. Yeah. And I thought that was like super cute. But then like the thing about raccoons is like once their balls drop, they go fucking nuts. So, and they get very... Yeah, they get very, like, bad and not bad, just, like, bad to live in a house. Just, like, many exotic animals. The reason, like, even dogs, which have been domesticated over thousands of years, of hundreds of thousands of years. Cam, you can uh, fix me on the numbers there. But they even they can be bad. Like, even they can fuck up a house or, or misbehave. They can bite humans. They can do after they've been trained for so long in their genes. Mm-hmm. So, no, just don't fucking own an exotic animal. I don't care what the Constitution says. I'm done. Oh, oh, let me get off my soapbox real quick because it's, it's time for Ryland to stop this. Yeah, Ryland does agree that it's really unethical to have, like, a cat. Like, an exotic... Like, cats are just like these exotic creatures that should not be in a domestic situation. And they carry a brain-eating parasite and they shove their butthole in your mouth. It's dangerous. So it's really not safe. My cat really does love love shoving her butt in my face. But that's part of the reason why I don't think you should have exotic animals. Like my cat, she is relatively tame. At nighttime she gets wild. So you shouldn't own her. You should put her down. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Ryan, Rylan's gonna get rid of his cat, and he's gonna send her to a cat sanctuary yeah. where she belongs, so that she can be with other predators. Dylan, before you got off your soapbox, you inspired me. I've been drowning Dylan's here while we've been speaking. I just finished drowning a little baby cub bear, Dylan, who's dressed up. All... So, are you backing out of this, or are you about to drown your cat in the tub? <laughs> You said the wrong name. You said the wrong name when you did that whole bit. <laughs> what? You were like, Dylan, when you got off your soapbox. Ryland, here's the thing. Before you got off your sop, your soapbox. All right. So this po- podcast is canceled and we don't have to do Before it Before you got off you your soup can, <laughs> I was drowning all was these fixed. things over here. Dolan, when you sawed off your boof can. Have you guys considered changing your names to ones that are more convenient for me? Like what? One and two? Red hair guy, blue hair guy. <laughs> Yo, what's up, red hair guy over here? <laughs> Wait, Dylan, what's your what's your full name? Dylan Brigassa. <laughs> or is thanks. Dylan short for something? <laughs> Delanson? Because uh, do you know how Childish Gambino got his name? From that stupid name website. For yeah. I- so your, I'm gonna just put in Dylan Dragossa. <laughs> nope, it's a B. Ooh, okay, Dylan, your new name, Pesty Dominator. Pass. <laughs> My new name is Drunken Criminal. No. Correct. Red hair guy, blue hair guy. I'm Knuckles. You're Sonic. (laughs) I think I'm more of a Tails. Sorry, I'm Knuckles. You're Sonic. Okay. Cam is the guy in the helicopter who's always trying to steal me lucky charms. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, live or leave uh, owning a pet circus that you don't take care of i'm gonna have to leave it so that all the animals can get out and scare people i'm also gonna leave it and i'm going to personally see to it that rylan sends his cat to a place where it's going to be taken care of not in his home she can't live in the wild i'm sorry you guys i bought a zoo live it I'm going to clone those Dylans I drowned back to life. It's part of the American way of life is subjugating some animals to your will and putting them in cages and making them dance for you. And also, my conspiracy sense is tingling, okay? I think that was a pristine, clean zoo before the ATF got in there and started planting evidence. You know the ATF. Every ATF van has a 
pair of beat up blue jeans with twine running through the belt loops. <laughs> and when they come to a place they want to frame, they throw those pants on the floor and they're like, look at this fucking lunatic. Look at this piece of work he's been living here. Okay, it's classic move. Okay, it's clant- classic anti-intelligence. All Bring right? in the piles of shit. Okay. Let's strew them about. They were just scared because they knew he had successfully taught a Bengal tiger how to use machine gun. Okay. <laughs> And they're the afraid of what will happen if we get too metal too fast. Okay. And right? ju- again, Cam is not speaking from experience. I am not, okay? Because the only thing I'm trying to teach my exotic zoo animals how to use is a blender. And they're still having a lot of trouble with are it. Are they being bred with these different animals? Or are they being... Cl- are you splicing in DNA of these different animals? Or um, is it just costumes? If this was the slideshow and you were an investor, yes. You're my friend. <laughs> it's just makeup and uh, costume pieces. <laughs> Who's got our next lifestyle? <laughs> I got a lifestyle for us, you guys. Um, as you all know, I'm well known in the lifestylist and lifestyle expert field as one of the leading experts on mathematical lifestyles. Mm-hmm. So I like to do some research on the lifestyles of different mathematicians. Uh, so I was reading a uh, journal by uh, Gal Dornick. This was a uh, mathematical paper written. It's called The Foundation. It's edited by Isaac Asimov, written by Gal Dornick. <laughs> and in this mathematical paper, he describes his first time arriving on the city planet of Trantor. Now, if y'all haven't heard of Trantor before, it is the seat of the Galactic Empire. <laughs> Dylan, where are you looking? Where are you looking at, bud? Just into the abyss. Right? Okay. Well, Trantor is a city that is a planet-wide. The entire planet service is covered by this city. And here's just a little segment from uh, Gal getting some information from a guy, Gerald, he met while taking a tour. If you're born in a cubicle and grow up in a corridor and work in a cell and vacation in a crowded sunroom, then coming up into the open with nothing but sky over you might just give you a nervous breakdown. They make the children come up here once a year after they're five. I don't know if it does any good. They don't get enough of it, really. And the first few times they scream themselves into hysteria. They ought to start as soon as they're weaned and have the trip once a week. Of course, it doesn't really matter. What if they never came out at all? They're happy down there and they run the empire. And uh, just some more fun facts about Trantor. Trantor is tunneled over a mile down. It's like an iceberg. Nine-tenths of it is out of sight. It even works itself out a few miles into the sub-ocean soil at the shorelines. In fact, we're down so low that we can make use of the temperature difference between ground level and a couple of miles under to supply us with all the energy we need. So you guys, living on Trantor, the seat of the Galactic Empire, city planet, planet city... Never see the sun again. Live it or leave it. Do at what point can we just declare this a series where Cam's lifestyles are all going to be reviews of different planets? <laughs> this, this is a mathematical journal. We're talking about mathematics here. Different fictional planets that Cam discovered. What? <laughs> Um, excuse me, is Area 51's Pigman uh, fictional? No. Is, no. Is the Dune Planet of Arrakis fictional? Yes. No. no. Okay. Is that Flapper Ghost fictional? No. Yes. No. <laughs> I'm glad. Well, Ryland doesn't believe in ghosts. An so. important part of Lifestyle's formula is that we all present a united front, and I'm glad that we do that. <laughs> We're on the same page. Ryland just doesn't get to see ghosts because he's boring. So, do I want to be responsible for the Titanic sinking? No, I do not. I don't want to. Don't want what anything to do with that iceberg. <laughs> Get out of here, iceberg! I know what you did last summer in 1912. Right. You killed so many people. Okay, so I'm gonna start having a quiz, Ryland. <laughs> And for my segment, you're going to have to pass a quiz before you can come play on the podcast. The you quiz, know that, right? The quiz is after every sentence, and the quiz is just, what did I just say? <laughs> what did I just say, <laughs> Ryland? I was born in the sticks, in the dusty, wind-swept town of Westminster, Colorado. Uh, population mm. four, I think? Yeah, that's right. Me, my dad, my mom, and my sister. And then I moved to the bustling metropolis planet of Chicago. And now whenever I go back, I'm like, ugh, look at all this 
space. Yuck. But when I first moved here, I was like, ugh, look at all this concrete. I feel like I live on the city planet right now. Yeah. I think I don't need to know. I don't need to know about the surface if I'm on the fictional planet of Asimov. <laughs> Trador. Imagine the boy's town. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I bet it's great. I'm saying I don't want to go lose my mind for four minutes a year. Oh, after high school, you don't have to go up there anymore. What? I don't understand the point then. Like, why? Because just, just to, like, know, I guess, just to have, like, a vague memory of it. But Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like vision test when you're in elementary school. It's like they're taking a lob at it, but it's really half-hearted, and it probably doesn't help in the long run anyway. Like the like the government knows this, and that's why the government's like, we don't need everyone to know that we live on a big, flat cookie sheet floating through space. We don't need to tell people about Flat Earth, because everyone would lose their mind and get really nervous about, like, the edges, because all the water's running off into space, I guess? Or maybe they built walls? I don't know. The government takes care of me. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just like what you don't know. A big Ignorance is bliss. Government, just give me my guns, give me my bears, and you take care of the rest. <laughs> I'm a simple man. One of the bad things about living in a small town is that you know everybody and everybody knows you. However, in a planet full of 40 trillion people, you get lost in it. And that's a good thing. That's it's a good thing, but at the same time it's a bad thing cuz like yeah. you're at a, you're at a buffet and you've got so many options. You got so many different types of people to meet, but at some point the buffet gets so crowded that you take a step into the buffet and you got pizza in your face and you got you got a pineapple like dripping onto your forehead because you're like oh i'm just trying to just trying to go to my work and i now i have pineapple dripping on my forehead and you're like i i need space and you gotta push all this food away like sorry mashed potatoes i didn't mean to put my hand in you but i did because i'm walking to work and there's no fucking space on this fucking city planet and and you're just walk you sit down and oh i sat in a bowl of tomato soup i didn't even fucking see you there because there's so many things of food everywhere i go i hate this place ryland is like a test pilot for metaphors and they strap him into the metaphor and they launch it into the air and usually about midway through the trip parts start falling off the metaphor and it's really starts to be they're unrecognizable getting, getting and distress he, calls yeah and then he kind of bounces off a foothill and then kind of just like careens through a canyon crashing very slowly and uh driving the whole metaphor into the ground ryland i take it you are leaning away from city planet and towards desert planet especially because after being in the city planet for one day he started seeing all the other humans as food <laughs> he couldn't help but to see other humans as food he did, after that he didn't really have a choice because city planet was like we need to get this guy to desert planet asap, ASAP he is uh, a danger to the public and he himself keeps looking at me like i'm an ice cream cone yeah uh, i think i'm gonna have to leave it go to desert planet because i hear they have Nice desserts there. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, it's going to be a rough surprise for Ryland. Yeah. I mean, like Ryland says, before he got into that metaphor that turned into spaghetti, there is good and bad to all those people there. Because, you know, if you make a fool of yourself or if you, you know, anybody went to middle school and did things they'd rather not remember, which is why when you see someone from middle school, you both pretend like you don't know each other. That's what we all do. Mm. But the problem is, is that if you're living on this dense, humongous city and you can start over just by moving one apartment tower over, then pretty soon it gets a little bit too easy to do. And now I'm moving apartments every time I fart in public. I'm just like, oh, no, these people heard me fart. Time to start a new life. hundred yards over that way. Do you think that's the future? They're, I think, in a few different places trying to get these buildings up and running where... They are, yes, apartment towers, but also there's like a school and a grocery store and an everything you can need, your work, your play, your live, love, laugh in one building and just having a series of those tightly clustered together with maybe like a series of hamster tubes running from one to the other. Is that the future? And it's almost like a return to rural small community living because Ooh. your small community is your tower. And then they launch that tower into space. And then there's this man on the on the ship 
And he keeps looking at everybody and licking his lips and saying, oh, what's that oh, roast of beef? I mean, I'm sorry, what? Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm going to leave it, I think. Well, the gonna... building apartment crashes on a desert planet. And that crazy guy starts hunting everybody down and killing them one by one. Because he's like, it's boy. a desert planet. <laughs> Michael Fassbender is <laughs> Ryland Warner. <laughs> Yeah, leave it. Leave it. <laughs> Ryland got us to eject. <laughs> eject from Cam's lifestyle. Just the idea of being in tight quarters with Ryland was really what got me. It's like, how many sci-fi thrillers can we write in one show before we got to start doing copyrights on everything? Yeah. How many millions are we going to just throw to the people? Bear Wars? We came up with Bear Wars, and now... Ryland's dessert planet. <laughs> Michael Fassbender in Ryland's dessert planet. <laughs> Oscar buzz. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Ryland, tell us about that lifestyle. Hey guys, I got a lifestyle for you. So get ready for uh, the return of a fan favorite. Oh no. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking about a new study shows. Oh. <laughs> 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 was going to be like, I invented six more months of the year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is a uh, new study shows where Ryland goes through Google after Googling just the phrase, a new study shows and finds some headlines without reading any of the articles and just copies and pastes those. Okay. So first study shows group of people are genetically adapted for life underwater what there's mer people among us that's crazy huh i wonder if that means they're good breath holders or if they got webby feet gosh I, I was excited because i do have fond memories of this segment and then i remember like the the <laughs> deep frustration while you're in it right because fans of the show will remember that you haven't read anything past the headline of all of these, have you? Right, exactly. That's right, right, right. Yeah. It's, it's segments just... a bit of a commentary on every conversation you've ever had with a coworker <laughs> who wants to be like, hey, did you know uh, mermaids walk among us? I don't know why. I don't know how. But they are. And angels. Angels and mermaids. Angels. You know, Della Reese, she's down there on the ocean floor somewhere. She's... <laughs> Mermaid heaven. Now, here's the thing. It's a very interesting study, but I've met a lot of marine biologists. And let me tell you something about marine biologists. They can't tell the difference between people and dolphins. So I would oh. not be surprised if you would ask them, like, so where'd you see this evidence that humans are adapted for submarine abilities? Be like, well, I took some uh, DNA samples from Gary over here. Isn't that right, Gary? And, uh, you know, Frank was very uh, helpful in the study as a subject. <laughs> right, Frank. Everyone knows you helped out. And they seem heads. like they are pretty adapted for this water I stuff. Mean, uh, <laughs> uh, this is my dream come true. Y'all ever see Mermaids, the body found no. on Discovery Channel? What? Well, this is the one where they realized they didn't have enough money, so they made a fake documentary. So there's this real documentary about how mermaids exist, Ryland, and it's got this crazy footage of uh, people encountering mermaids in the wild, and they have all kinds of experts weigh in on, like, like, yeah, you got your early hominids, the ones that are coming from the jungle who who are like, we're already land mammals, like related to primates. And so yeah. that's where we kind of all came from. But they were like, what if there was a group of human beings that were like, you know what? There's something to this salmon thing. I think I really like this tilapia gig. I want to get up on this tuna business. And slowly but surely, they develop their fish hunting skills. And mm -hmm. you know, when they're lying in wait to get their prey, they got to really build up their lung capacity. And then before you know it, you got some webbing between the fingies and then like, boom, they're gone. Because they're all at the bottom of the sea. Because that's it's where like, they live now. It's like when you wear those glasses that flip everything upside down. And then eventually <laughs> just snap. Oh, everything's right side up again. Snap. But, but I'm a mermaid. <laughs> yeah. But instead I grew fins and I could breathe underwater. And I love to eat a whole fish hole. A whole I fish believe hole. it. I think this new study shows something I already knew. But now I'm glad that it's out there so that Cam can give it a quick read through. And realize that I was right. Hell yeah. And so Hell was yeah. Discovery Channel. And then he can come crawling back. <laughs> <laughs> so so liver leave to uh, 
mer people. Mer people, real, live it. Wait, we we literally leave the scientific study. Is that how this thing works? Yeah. Is? It's. I mean, or do we tip it or stip it? <laughs> Do we tip it or do we stip this over? Y'all, we can live, we can leave, we can tip, we can stip, we can zuzz. Lamb it, baby! <laughs> lamb it! <laughs> lamb! All right, so that's a lamb from all three of us, Cam okay. Lamb's mermaids. I lamb it. I lamb those. I'm, I'm lambing it. I'm looking at some mermaid pictures right now. Let me tell you, I don't lamb them. Cam, this isn't the time to get turned on, okay? We're trying to record a cast. Uh, this is the time I always get turned on. Rylan, what's that next study that all I right, need? Next study. A new study shows King Tut wasn't hiding anything. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? It was all out there, baby. He's not a bitch. He's just being honest. I didn't come here to make friends. I, I came, came here, here to, to wear <laughs> Uh, I love that goofy bitch. Yeah, he um, he was pretty bad, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he was pretty awful. And uh, you know those diss tracks on all his singles. He didn't just suggest. He's he said it by name. Yeah. He put their name in the rhyme. I mean, we know most everything about him. I'm not like a Tut expert. Y'all know anything about Tut? Um, he was bad. Was he the one who um wouldn't let the people go? Just won't let the people go. He said, hey, let the people go. He said, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Moses was like, please. And he was like, no. And he was like, all right, I'm going to flood your whole gig, buddy. Jesus, do your thing. Not going to let these people go. Uh-uh. No. And you know what? And you know what's refreshing, though, is he'd tell you right to your face. Yeah. I'm not hiding anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, Moses wasn't like, let my people go. And Tut was like, uh... Let me, yeah, maybe. Let me just like check some things and like I'll get back to you this weekend. He also had an open air pyramid. So when they mummified his body, it was just three <laughs> strings of rope connecting at a high point. And then his organs were in clear jars. What? Instead of the clay jars. And oh. he used cellophane <laughs> wrapping instead of the linen wrappings. So he, he wasn't hiding anything. Here is my deal. Here, Here's all laid out for you. Dog. Birth certificate on the wall. Tax records on the wall. To be fair, those are both the wall. All my records are made out of stone. A little uh, Egypt humor for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love the full transparency. I think we need more of that in our leadership. Take a note from Tut, baby. Was that a live it? Uh, is that what we're doing? I guess I, <laughs> even mean I, will, I will live. I, yeah, I don't know that I want to live as King Tut. Uh, this is a complex issue, but I'm going to lamb it because I think that's just a nondescript kind of mm. onomatopoeia that doesn't really mean that I'm mm. into something or not. Yeah. Yeah. Lamb it. Instead of lamb it, I'm going to say limit. Okay. Cause there Ooh. is a limit. Ooh. All right. Oh. Because yeah, he wasn't hiding anything, but I mean, to my understanding with King Tut is when you looked at him, you knew there was inbreeding. It wasn't very complex. You took a look and you knew that there was some inbreeding in the past. So when you already can't hide that, what is there to hide, really? Right. Sure. Right. Can't can't uh, put eyeshadow on that, you know? It's always going to shine through. <laughs> oh, mascara. No, uh, eyeliner. Oh, eyeliner. <laughs> Do you think he just had a fully snatched, just like two colors Ooh. of eyeshadow he did. and mascara? He was versed. Eyeliner. Is that a word? He was switched. Switch? Go ahead. Is that and, a word? Go ahead and go ahead and elaborate on that. What is that? What I'm curious. <laughs> I thought I thought those were terms. Verse and switch are those Ryland, words? Ryland is already at that point of being an old man where he just thinks that you <laughs> slang words is when you just pull a random word out of your ass. I think Ryland's inferring that either King Tut is a gay man who likes to top and bottom, or <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that he's playing Nintendo sometimes. <laughs> Okay, I knew that word meant something. Verse. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, I got it. Fierce? Okay, he, he was. Still fierce he these does days? not. He does not have any secrets out there, you guys. King Tut wants everyone to know. It's all out there. He's verse. He's a versatile <laughs> switch. A new study shows there are a lot more gorillas than we thought. <laughs> Look behind you. Look behind you. <laughs> that, I like that new studies show as being told through a quivering voice as two people are huddled in a Jeep somewhere. A lot more. 
I just love it. What boy Officially not. Yeah, but honestly, please, everyone, please go out front and lay down on the pavement in front of your house. Everything will go better for us if we just willingly allow the gorilla takeover. <sighs> They've already invaded governments. <laughs> Food love- stores, retail locations. They have control of everything. The machine just, gun tiger army. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing like a gorilla just popping up through a manhole cover. Just that. <laughs> just scopes like, out real quick. Ducks back Whoa, down. I thought gorillas were only not here. There's only a lot more here. than we thought. I thought. They were everywhere but here. What if we flew a shuttle around the dark side of the moon and the astronaut is like, uh, Houston. It's almost like there's a rustling, a movement. Let me turn on the headlights of this spaceship and they shine a light at the dark side of the moon. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a shadow, buddy. Oh my that god, was that gorillas. would be so cool. Moon gorillas. I love that image. Oh my and then god, they just gorillas. start coursing onto the face of the moon and they start Ew, blasting off gross. and their rocket ships. What now you don't like that image now? Well, no, now I'm like they're picture- leaving the planet, and if they are, then Ryland can't get his snack keys in. <laughs> well, I was I was picturing it like from our perspective, and it just looks like a bunch of bugs crawling on the moon. Yeah, it's coming, coming, coming to Earth. This is why we have to destroy the jungles. I've said it before, and I've said it again. What? Pave over every tree, okay? Because behind every tree is a gorilla waiting to oppress you. <laughs> All those scientists saying gorillas are going extinct, but there are actually a lot more than we thought. All those scientists? Gorillas. <laughs> These are all gorilla scientists. They wanted us to think we were safe. You know what? Gorillas are going extinct. We should breed more of them. We should set up specific yes. sex cages for them where they can do sex. Through. And you know what? We, we should make get... it illegal to kill gorillas. We've heard that they all love TV also, uh, and we should get them a few more TVs. Have you seen Mighty Joe Young? It was a warning. This isn't um, germane to anything we were talking about. A I just new wanted. study shows. What is a new study show? A new study shows bisexual beetles are simply inept. That's Listen, rude. I'm sick of all these jokes about Ringo Starr, okay? <laughs> it's just not right. Come on. He was great. Um, Leave it? I don't this this new study sucks. Limit. <laughs> okay, next on. A new study shows women can literally survive anything. <laughs> Guys, I'm getting increasingly worried because gorillas and women and mermaids are fucking coming for us. Yeah, that's why the gorillas they use the women as shields. They grab them by the legs and they hold them up to defend themselves. Now I've seen this. If you put a woman in space, they'll survive there for three weeks. No oxygen, no water. Inexplicable. No you know, shelf life on Twinkies, I think, is like what, what like what, a nuclear half-life or something uh one nuclear half-life a light year i think it's one yep it's that distance women it's about double that women can live twice as far (laughs) that's why if you ever find a mummy in the desert don't get it wet because if it was a female mummy when the moisture gets in there it's gonna start walking around and demanding things i know when uh, my mom gets older it's going to be really hard to kill her because she could survive anything. I am kind of almost scared to propose this, you guys, but shit, I feel like it'd be unfair to you if I didn't. Female gorilla mermaids. You were thinking so long about whether you could, you never stopped <laughs> whether you should. And now that I've said it, it's out there and someone's working on it. That's um, how science Someone's works. working on it. Keep someone- it to yourself because this whole planet's going to get destroyed. And I wanted to do that. The white men were going to destroy the planet. Not, not, not female gorilla, female mer- gorilla maids. maids. Gorilla maids. Uh, A new study shows... Pop music has gotten sadder in the past 30 years. That's fully true. I love to dance and cry at the same time. (laughs) Last night I was at a karaoke bar with a bunch of people for a birthday. And the birthday girl did Dancing on My Own by Robin. And I lost my mind. Why? Because I'm sad, but I love to party. Mm, mm. I'm depressed. That doesn't make me any less horny. (laughs) 
Thank you, Georgia. Thank you, Georgia. I like, I think it's, yeah, that's a, a step forward because I don't think, I mean, ugh, I don't know. Pop music should be a place where we can escape, I guess. But I like the idea that it's getting realer, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, don't forget about the real issues. Hey, hey, global warming's gonna kill us all, baby. Come on down. What? What song is that? <laughs> I've not heard a global warming pop song yet. You... Uh, it's getting hot in here. Come yeah. on, take off all your clothes. I am getting oh so hot because of all the carbon dioxide. Nelly tried to warn us. <laughs> tried to warn us. Have you heard Rihanna's Beware the Gorilla Uprising? <laughs> no, I've it's not. It's a hot track. It makes my ass sweat. So sad. Now that I think about it, how many pop songs have come out in the last five years that all have something to do with like, we're going to dance like it's the end of the world. We're all going to die tonight. This is the end. Yeah. We're, I'm not here for a long time, but I'm here for a good time. It's all very that. Yeah. I mean, it's just a generational difference because I know a manager at one of the jobs I have. So he's asking me if I have like my 401k set up. And I just look at him like, that's cute, but the whole surface of the planet is going to be glass in a couple of years here. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to spend each glass. I'm trying to spend <laughs> all my money before it gets ir- 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 irradiated, irradiated, eradicated, yeah. irradiated, irradiated, irradiated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's most of our retirement plan at this point. Do you think during the Cuban Missile Crisis, there were a bunch of pop songs that were just like. <laughs> Bang, bang, boom, boom, get into your shelter. That's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) Bang, bang, boom, boom. New study shows. (laughs) A new study shows bald men are smarter, stronger, and sexier. Says says a bald man. Scientist. (laughs) I swear. No, I I definitely researched this. We're definitely stronger and sexier. Which is all around better than every guy that has hair. Anyone can be a bald man, though. So, like, do I become smart and sexy when I? No. Is this a Samson, a reverse Samson thing? What Samson? What does that mean? Uh, Samson is that figure from the Bible who had this really beautiful, luscious, long hair that gave him super strength, and uh, then this lady cut his hair off, and he lost all of his strength and became immortal. A mortal, not immortal. A mortal. He was like a Hercules figure from the Bible. What? Yeah, Jesus was like, you look like Fabio. Also, here's super strength. If you ever get bald, you will become weak, not sexy, not cool, <laughs> not smart, not fun. I didn't know there were superheroes in the Bible. Is that? Are there other ones? Yeah. There's this one really cool superhero. <laughs> he has the ability to transmutate substances, mm-hmm. but his weakness is nails. Oh, they're like well, his kryptonite. Uh, too soon, Cam. Too soon. Is that? Is he standing right behind me? Oh my god! <laughs> All right. A new study shows that sheep can recognize Barack Obama's face. Wake <laughs> up, sheeple! They can recognize his face, but they don't recognize his short-form birth certificate. And they are, bah, long-form, bah, long-form, birther, birther! <laughs> This is Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that has solved all of the sciences. Uh, we want to thank sheep for their political opinions and for finally waking up. We want to thank the government for promising us guns and violence and bears. Uh, we want to thank Scott Davis for the music for the podcast. We want to thank you if you've given us that five-star rating on Apple iTunes.edu.vodka.sheepster.com. Uh, we want to thank you if you share in the podcast with your friends and family. It helps them find the right way to live, and we sure do appreciate it. We want to thank you if you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Hot Pepper, that sweet new app that everybody's so crazy about. Mm. This week, I will be at my underground zoo, which is buried thousands of miles under oceanic soil, where I will be teaching tigers how to use a lasso. Should I do it? I don't know. Am I doing it? We'll see. 
I'm still trapped in this spaceship. I'll be running up and down the halls and uh, rationing whatever scraps of food I can find and shakily pointing my gun any direction that I hear an echo and a little... (laughs) Rylan! Rylan, stop! Rylan's not funny anymore, Rylan! (laughs) See you there. I'm going to be spending a lot of time indoors this week. I think I want to dedicate this week to making a new dating website where I hook up gorillas with people just to make the ultimate combo, wombo, wombo, yombo. So if you're a gorilla, if you're a people and gorillas, I know there's a lot more of you out there than, <laughs> than I think. So don't don't be shy. Just sign up for my site, Gorilla Mer Cute. No, let's let's do another one of those. (laughs) It just occurred to me that of course there's mermaids because women can survive anything. So for every woman who's fallen off of a boat, there's a mermaid because they just start living in the ocean. Sea monkey? Oh, oh, that's a fucking good one. So just sign up for my website, sea monkey, do monkey dot com. I don't think that's, uh, this is Life Pile Podcast. Light your life on fire. (laughs) 